All right. This is what is this? This is episode. Would this be episode five or episode four and a half? Uh, this is a, a essentially a flash sale episode. It's a fifteen minute banger. Uh, the rule la la or guilt group of uh, episodes. We want to knock out some conversation around comic books. Uh, it's a new space for us, uh, but we're we're diving in head first. Before we get into it, let's cut to our theme song two guys one card brought to you by two guys hanging out in their parents basement comes a podcast covering the exploding market of sports card collectibles host brad lascoli and jack gaffney will spend each episode diving deep on one of the many iconic cards moving today's markets and now two guys one card is proud to introduce brad and jack Brad, what is going on in the auction world uh, as of late? I think some some bombs dropped at Golden. Some some big trends or big news about uh, a few cards. Yeah, last night uh, Golden auctions. It's uh, it wrapped up some pretty big sales that I think we wanted to run through a few interesting ones. Uh, the first one we had touched upon this in one of our first pods. Now this the Maradona nineteen seventy nine panini sticker rookie which it was in psa 10 it was a one of one and we had talked about maybe going into this uh getting into I this think one it was at, at the right like price six, right 60 grand when we saw it at auction also fyi panini been around for a minute this was 1979 and they were already pumping i don't know how old panini is they're probably what 400 they're like as old as beretta they're a 400 year old company, but uh, maybe they have Jesus cards. I'm not sure I'd buy those. But uh, yeah, we were on this Maradona thing early. Little did we know. We had uh, grossly underestimated how valuable this card was. So it went for a all time record for any soccer card over 555,000 big ones. Um, and I think we wanted to bring this up because. Soccer and other areas outside of basketball and and to a lesser extent baseball, which have really driven the hobby in the last five to 10 years, there are just so many areas we're seeing massive investment into. Soccer has really picked up in recent months. I mean, it's, and, the, it's and, the globe's sport. So I guess it makes sense just on, on a fundamental level. Yeah. And, and Maradona obviously being one of the five or six best Top football five. Top players five. of all time. In, uh, according to our father-in-law. That's right. He, he is the authority on this matter. That's, so. that's how we base all soccer knowledge, our Peruvian father-in-law. Well, and the other uh, sale that was interesting, now this came nowhere near the amount of the Maradona, but I think it speaks to the breadth of what we're seeing in just collectibles overall. The 1997 Rocky Mavia, The Rock, his WWF superstar sticker. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. PSA 10. Stickers again. My God, these stickers, the sticker world. Well, I don't know anything about stickers. This sticker is worth almost $35,000. That was um, 1,000% on my Trapper Keeper. <laughs> so That is a Trapper Keeper art. Yeah. Well, it's an all-time record for any wrestling card, They're, and wrestling cards have really taken off in the last couple of months. Again, just want to reiterate the breadth of what we're seeing across cards, but now get into collectibles in general, because outside of trading cards... 
there was uh, a big auction at Heritage Auctions, one of the premier auction houses globally. This was a couple days ago. And you saw Mario Brothers, the NES game from the late 80s. Ah, uh, yes. Mario uh, and Luigi. We owned, and uh, it sold for, in high grade, $660,000. Not it, it, it was unopened. Nobody had yes. ever taken that out of a Game Boy, blown on it, and put it back in, hoping that the cartridge would work a little bit better, right? Yep. Unopened, uh, graded, and the grading agency for... Uh, video games is WADA, W-A-T-A. I mean, come on. And I believe it was a, so just looking at it, I think it was like a 9 point, let me see, 9.6. Now, there was a 9.8 copy that Rally Road, which is an, another type of like fractional-like website that launched, I believe, in the last year, they had offered a copy of this for, I think it was $140,000 last year in higher grade. So I can only imagine what that Ooh. copy is now worth. That is, I would a think, uh, fractional ownership. Yeah, that's a that's a dream scenario. Listen, I know the good news is we don't have that many listeners, so I can share this business idea uh, amongst our small little group. But the fact that there isn't a grading uh, system for shoe boxes, for sneaker boxes, or for sneakers is kind of absurd. I'm just waiting for those. You know, I'm waiting for a Travis Scott. Nike Jordan 9.5 versus the the twos that everybody else has their trash boxes in right now. So um, a, a little bit of a, I'm just going to throw it out there, sneaker grading, either on boxes or on the sneakers themselves. It's a future of the business. Somebody get on it. I'm not going to. I'm lazy. But anyway, we're not here to talk the whole time about these auctions. We wanted to get into comic books. Brad, you're going to lead the way here. I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about comic. No, I'm not even. I don't even watch the Marvel movies. So what what's going on? Yeah, I mean this. Well, just bringing it back to a broad based surge in collectibles, and you've seen some trickle down. You know, starting with trading cards last March, April, through now. I mean, comic books over the last couple of months have absolutely taken off. So uh, if you first, before we get into like some of the it's just some information around grading and, and uh, just collecting in general. So there were a couple comics uh, that I wanted to mention that Heritage had auctioned off. So X-Men 94 from the mid-70s, which was not the first appearance, but the second appearance of the new team. Now that that was Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus. These are um, you know, some of them like Wolverine have obviously become some of the most beloved superheroes globally. That comic book in mint condition, 9.8 rating, sold for 63000 That was with White Pages as well. That was three times Heritage's pre-auction estimate or guide. Hold on, though. I want to I want to talk a little bit about estimates because fundamentally Heritage also does they auction a lot of different things. The reality of estimates are that they they historically undervalue an item because a low a lower estimate will actually appeal to a broader base of potential bidders. So it, it an estimate usually is a bit of a, a a sucker hook. That's to bring people into the auction who would normally say if you had priced it what you actually think it'll sell out, they're, they're going to say, I don't want to get into this. It's too high for me. 
That that certainly is fair. Just playing devil's advocate here. One thing I've noticed looking at comic book pricing over the last decade and you know some of the 50 or 100 most important comics is you typically don't see the level of growth and appreciation that we've seen over the past three to six months, not even six months, I would say three to four months where some of these comic books have doubled and tripled in value versus um, historically. I mean, it would be crazy to see mid double digit returns or low double digit returns. Um, you know, it was a pretty mundane market. Can I just, uh, can I ask a question is, is this just the same money shifting out of cards and into comics or out of comics in into uh, Nintendo games? Like, is this all the same pile of money or are these individually new collectors that specialize or are focused on uh, these specific categories? No, I, I think there is a trickle down effect from cards and, and sports. If you say into... trickle down effect one more time, Brad, I am, I may have to run to the bathroom, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I think that's what's happening. I think you have people that are looking if you're, you know, you're tracking 10 cards that you want to buy and they're up 20 X over the past year. You may not want to get involved in trading cards or at least put more money into it at this time, but you may be looking for other opportunities and trying to identify trends early. So I think that's why people have dove into comic books. Is that that's why, why you, we've seen. Is that why you're into comics? Yeah, that now? was that was well, no, I was as a child too. So it was a combination of But in of, terms of investing now, yes, is it because yeah, because I see more upside in the short and long term buying some of the key comic books now, especially given the relevance uh, relevance around uh Marvel and and superheroes just with, you know, Disney doubling and tripling down on on this over the next decade. Well, in terms of okay, so so what are you seeing right now? What comics are you looking at or buying? Um, and also, uh, funny you should mention Disney. Uh, I'm wondering if like the movie schedule f- for releases this year and next year does that impact how you look at comics at all? Yeah. So first, I'll just mention that CGC is the probably the premier grading agency and the way the ratings work for comics is it starts off with a 10 and a 9.9 which you rarely ever see 10s or 99s really the think of it like a PSA 10 in in trading cards a 9.8 CGC would be the equivalent for a comic book and from there it it drops it, so it goes from 98 96 94 all the way down to 9 and then from there it will drop a half point each uh for each grade 8.58 and so on what are you so when you're talking grades what are you not looking at anything under a 9.4 well it depends if you're if you're looking at more modern comics in the 80s and beyond i typically will only buy nine eights because there is enough supply to locate a 9.8 even like um X-Men 141 and 142, which was Days of Future Past. It's like one of the most popular comic storylines ever. That comic book, it took a couple months to to find uh, on eBay, but you could generally see, you would generally find a couple of listings if, if you were just patient enough. But when you get into the 70s and the 60s and you know more into like Silver Age comics and, and so on, Sometimes it can be very difficult locating comics in high grade. You just won't see anything listed for, for months, maybe a year or two. There was a 
a Batman comic I was trying to find from 1973 where there was one copy in high grade on eBay because there's only 23 copies. And if you go back the last decade, you can only find one or two sales every couple of years. It's just, there's just no is it less Is it less liquid of a market because these comic Modern, book collectors are, are like they're they're like lifers i would say it's no different than trading cards where you have you will have cards that vintage ones that just the supply is so low the people that buy them just kind of storm away where you may never you know you may not see it on the market for years all right so uh what have what what's relevant right now what are you looking at right now so uh well to you had mentioned just with looking at the schedule, how do comics, you know, pop or, or drop related to it? I mean, the minute Carnage was announced to be a part of the next Venom movie, Carnage's first appearance popped and it's continued to pop. So you've seen uh, Moon Knight from the 1970s, which was like a Batman-like ca character in Marvel. It was announced that, uh, I'm going to forget his name here, Oscar... Um, He's he's a great actor. Needless to say, the minute he was the in Grouch, that, no, no, Oscar the Grouch. This is gonna kill me. Um, slop, cut this part out. No, keep it in. We're not cutting anything. <laughs> I can't remember his name, and it's killing me. Oh, uh -oh. needless to say, the, the the endless database of information has glitched, folks. No, you know what? I'm looking at it. There's up a now, heavy glitch going angry. on. Angry. I can see an eye twitching and a lip quivering. I think he's lost feeling on the left side of his body at this point. This is what the Matrix looks like when it is officially falling apart. Uh, speaking of, of comic book Oscar values. Oscar Isaac, I feel much better now. Wait, I just want to, I just need to know, should I be upset about throwing away my Ranger Ricks at this point? Should I have kept my Ranger Rick uh, magazines or, or uh, subscription uh, from when I was like eight years old. I, I think you're you're going to be okay. Oh, if you had told me that I effed up and I'm I'm I threw out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Ranger Ricks, I would have been pissed off. So I I think in the short term, by the way, and the long term, uh, unlike cards where we're a little more bearish in the short term and bullish long term, I think we're I'm bearish both excuse me, bullish both in the short term and long term on comics because Whoa. I think, I think we have not seen nearly as much appreciation as we've seen with trading cards. I also think many of the trends that we believe in long term that are going to drive trading cards higher and collectibles higher, like fractionalization, also exists for comic books. I mean, you look at Rally, which is like an IPO-like platform, and you look at the last nine months since July of 2020, they have a dozen or so very high-grade comics. You know, some of they have Wolverine's first appearance in the highest grade possible, 9.8, that investors were able to get in in January at a 47,500 market cap, which I think now is worth, that comic is probably worth one and a half to two X easily. They had X-Men 1, they had Doctor Doom's first appearance for Fantastic Four, but my point is there's going to be more ways to access this market, especially at the higher end, and I think that's also going to drive more interest uh, to the hobby, but you know, with the most important being DC's continued focus on trying to replicate the success that Marvel has had, 
and also just Marvel uh, and Disney just cranking out tons of shows and movies and additional superhero content over the next decade. So what's a what's a name, couple brands that you're hot on in terms of Wolverine, X-Men, Superman, whatever, and what are you staying away from? Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. You staying away from Sonic the Hedgehog comic books? I, I think I'm attacking this in two ways. At the very oh, you're low not, end. You're going to give me where, the official non-answer, aren't you? <laughs> we'll see. I, I bought Nightfall 11, where Batman's back is broken by Bane. That comic is overproduced and uh, you know probably not going to be worth much money over time. But it was a comic book that was very important to me as a, as a kid. I was shocked when Batman got his back broken by Bane and it was one of my favorite superheroes I mean just in the same line of thinking Superman's death another comic book that's overproduced when Doomsday obviously killed him they killed each other that comic book I was able to get for I don't know 75 bucks I can't imagine it's going to be worth much more than that over time but it was something I wanted to collect. I mean, you can hang comic books. It acts as art. Like, I, I do think, and, and some of these comics obviously carry sentimental value to me. Now, the other way I'm attacking this is at the very high end. And I bought X-Men 1, 1975, which was the first appearance of the team, just because, again, they're going to remain very relevant over the course of the next decade and beyond with Disney's, obviously, ambitious plans. But I do think at the very highest end, where supply is limited, like trading cards, is where you're going to have the most success over time. And I think anybody can get access to those comics. Now, through platforms like Rally, if you can't afford to uh, in in you know, spend thousands or tens of thousands of dollars yourself, which isn't realistic um, for, for most of us. Keanu Reeves. Bye. He's, he's coming out with his own comic book. And and I think they've already I think Is uh, there a speed comic book? Somebody has already picked up uh I don't know if it was Disney or who it was. Somebody's already picked up rights to produce the uh, TV show or the movie based on the comic book that he's creating. Is that a buy? I mean, anything Keanu Reeves is a buy. That's the right that's, answer. That's, it, I wasn't testing you, but you passed. I was going to say, it's a trick question. Yeah, obviously. Uh, any other th- any other thoughts on the comic book world before we wrap this up? I would say try not to buy the hype on some of these show announcements or movie announcements. Um, you sell the hype. When, sell the hype. Yeah, sell the especially when supply is significant. Like I've seen, I, I'm struggling a little bit with like Venom's. So, uh, excuse me, Spider-Man 300, which is Venom's first appearance in high grade. There's over a thousand copies, and that comic book recently just hit fifty nine hundred dollars. Like that is that's too many that's, for you. I think that's a lot. That's a Zion situation. It could be. Could or be. Ja. I don't know if it's, it's that bad. It's a Jaw situation. But my, my point is, I don't think there's the same level of demand in comic books that there are in trading cards, at least yet. So I would just be a little weary where the, you know, I would always focus on what is the supply and are you buying something that's hopefully a little more scarce. And you can do that just 
check uh, through CGC's website. You can create a free account. You can see the population stats. So I would I would mention that. I would also stay away from restored copies. Much like trading cards, when cards are altered, the resale value is unpredictable. I would say most collectors see it as undesirable. So stay away from anything that's been restored. And lastly, when it comes to page color, I've looked at some data as to if it actually affects selling price, and I think it's a little inconclusive. However, that's more looking at like white pages versus off-white pages. Now, the the levels are white pages, white pages, off-white, then off-white cream, and then cream. I personally try to get white pages where I can, and in some instances, I might bend a little and get white pages off-white, but I don't usually veer into like off-white cream or cream because I, I think that does psychologically and you just see it, it can affect the sales price. So just those are a few other things to think about when you're purchasing and, and make sure you're not buying reprints too. Like really zoom in and look because, you I mean, you'll see sometimes. RP. Yeah. Like, Stay away from RP it will be clearly description. It will be clearly denoted. I, I mean, it's one thing. I buy reprints that I read with my kids of these comics that I purchase. But I'm saying if for the graded stuff, unless you really want the reprint graded, and again, it's more like wall art or something like that. I'm just saying just be very careful that you don't accidentally uh, you know, purchase something you think is real. But if you just look at the fine print on the actual grading slap, it will clearly tell you if it's a reprint or second printing and so on. And I feel like you gave some pointers, but you're also holding back one of your personal pointers that you shared with me recently. Which was? UPCs. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh mm. wow. Variants. Wow. Variants. You're, you're, you're holding on to something. Not intentionally. So one other, I guess this will be the last thing I'll leave you guys with, is if you look at the comic book market in the late 70s, early 80s, it went from newsstand sales primarily to then direct sales to comic book stores. Over time, those numbers shifted from 100% newsstand to almost, I think almost 100% or close to, uh, very close to 100% comic direct. So what happened is, as you get in the early 80s and beyond, there is a premium that you will pay for the new stand variant versus direct. Why is that? Well, one, because it's more scarce. Two, it's more difficult to find in high grade. Why is it more difficult to find in high grade? Because if you went to, like my mom would take us every week, me and my brother, to a little shop and we would pull the newsstand copies off those little rotating racks. They could be beaten up. They could be, you know, the point is, People would get their hands on them. They weren't really well taken care of by the employees themselves. So what happened was it was much harder to find those copies in high grade. And then oftentimes, if they didn't get sold, they got sent back to Marvel. And again, you know, the the quality finding that high grade copy was very difficult. So for whatever reason, there is more desire to own the newsstand variants and so there sometimes there will be pricing variants and uh, there will be copies sold in different countries and you know it could a, but, a, a british variant yeah there's i mean a there's, Brazilian a, there's a variant? lot of different stuff there's is I there saw, a south african variant well i i feel like you didn't you intentionally want us to no, start I, a covid I conversation I, yeah i still don't completely understand um 
all the different pricing variants and things like that. But it, I thought the direct versus newsstand is important to understand, especially when you're looking at historical data and you can see, oh, this comic sold for 2000 but why did this one, the same one, sell for 1500 And then you realize one's newsstand, one's direct. That does have an impact. For some reason, I picture you and your brother – and I know that, you know, you, you were born in the 80s, but somehow I'm picturing 1956, you and your brother <laughs> holding hands, skipping, wearing matching outfits, heading to this news, this mythical newsstand to snatch up, you know, Silver Surfer. Or God knows what else was available then. Um, and, and just, you know, celebrating was, the pleasant, the pleasant life. It was just like that. It, it was. Absolutely. All right. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap it up. This has been um, a quick, quick episode. Our first foray into comic books and uh, excited to see where this takes us since you gave it the uh, the big bull uh, review. So let's see how far and how high it goes. Two guys, one card. <laughs>